Is it on? Welcome to the Shant Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Alright everybody, welcome into the Shant Show. We come to you following Coastal Carolina's 38th 28 victory over the Army Black Knights on Saturday night. A good performance all around. A little bit sketchy there towards the end. A little bit scary. But, you know, we, we knew it was going to be that. I mean, I predicted a walk-off extra point win. I knew this was going to be a close game. We knew we were going to have some heart troubles. But Coastal Carolina pulls it out. Grayson McCall is that dude. What are your takeaways from the game? Josh, we'll start with you. Yeah, I didn't even think we looked that good the whole time. There were certainly parts of the game where we looked great and the offense looked unstoppable and the defense looked great. But overall, it just what stood out to me after watching that was we played nowhere near. We played a clean game, but we played nowhere near what I think we can be. And that's a great sign. We still beat Army by 10. We scored with about eight minutes left to kind of once you go up by 10 again, we talked about this, but. Once you go out by 10 against Army with a limited time and they have to throw, you pretty much won the game. So it was just really putting ourselves in a position to strike and then the strike be deadly. And then once you make them change the way they have to play, it's over with. We talked about it all week. And, I mean, it played down. I think we all predicted wins and pretty close. It all panned out that way. But we're, we were all pretty close on our predictions. But 10 looked good. Grayson McCall looked good. I mean, all around, good vibes and – we touched nowhere near our potential in that game, and I'm just – I couldn't be more excited. Well, first of all, I'm going to say the atmosphere was crazy. I was fortunate enough to make the trip. He was there. I was at the game. To see Brooks Stadium packed the way it was, that was crazy. It was electric. You definitely could feel – you could feel something special there, like with all the people that came. Um, new record set at Brooks Stadium, which was awesome. As far as, like, the performance goes – like you said, Curtis, a little bit of heart-wrenching at first. You just, you know, with Army, the big plays that they had, you know, the adversity that the defense went through, fix those and make it adjustments to, to help them win the game um, was one of the big things that, you know, I take away from this game. You know, defense stepped up when it needed to, made some huge stops to get them to punt the ball, to get Army to punt the ball and, you know, once we uh, got that ball back with a little over like five, four minutes left, knowing that we had the ball and we were going to go down and score again with Grace McCall on that rushing touchdown, that just sealed it. So, you know, we're not where we need to be right now. We're not, we weren't close to the performance that we're used to seeing, but to see these young guys step up in a big game against a big opponent like Army and to get a win like this, a 10 point win, I mean, sky's the limit. I mean, I could definitely see us going. 5-0, and 6-0 going in the app. But um, it was really good to see come together to get this win. Real, real quick, Jordan, before we move on and before we get deeper into this, was that you were there. So was the crowd around you ever worried that we were going to lose the game? Was that What was the atmosphere feeling like how we were going to pull that out? What was it like? I wouldn't say everybody was worried. Everybody was just – it's kind of it kind of it's kind of like a feeling like no none 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 of the fans have had before. They were you know heart wrenched. They didn't think that they were gonna lose the game, but they were just at a moment like, oh my gosh, like we could go down. They've never been into a game this close before, so 
they all they I mean the fans, the student section was at times, you know, it wasn't where I wanted it to be, but they were actually there. They were loud, they were proud. So I can honestly say like the fan base has gotten a lot better than last year. But I do think that they need to do a little bit better when it comes to certain things. But overall, I feel like everybody believed that we were gonna win this game. Yeah, I mean, you know, the atmosphere, I mean, it was electric in the beginning. You know, there was over 21,000 people there until the first half when, like, half of them probably left like they usually do, you know. But um, we're not going to talk about that. You know, we're not going to call them out just yet. We're going to wait a little bit. But overall, as far as the team, as far as the team, though, to me, this looked like more of a, like, getting into the feel of things. And I could tell it was getting into the field of things because I could tell as soon as Grace McCall did that pitch in the beginning and it didn't work. That's a that's a that's a play that we've done so many years in a row where like we have a lot of success with it. And it shocked me almost because to see that play get blown up and to see him like react the way he did, because you could tell he didn't know what to do with that ball. Like he, he threw that late and then ended up getting like and they ended up getting, you know, uh stuffed. But it shocked me right there. But overall, it seemed like it was like really like getting into the feel of things. Obviously, you know, it was this was a very rough game, you know, like both teams running wise rushing wise they both ran like tough um yeah to me what this proved is at least for the first I think it's going to be at least for the first half though that our leaders like Chris McCall Reese White um guys like uh, guys like them these guys are really going to have to be the guys that step up and come in clutch for probably that first half you know until everybody starts getting like to until everybody starts getting used to stuff there's a lot of new guys on this team that we talked about you know that are getting like some more touches and, you know, they're getting used to they're trying to get used to like the, the whole spotlight and everything like that. So until they like feel more comfortable and get more comfortable, we're going to be relying a lot on these big leaders, which we should either way, because these are our leaders. But overall, you know, like you guys said, Coastal has not reached that full potential yet. Um, I really am optimistic about the future. Overall, I think they really did play a great game as well. You know, so I'm excited to see what's going on for the rest of the season. I'm excited to see how this team progresses, but a good first win. Yeah, a good first win. And, you know, it, it, we talked in the pregame show about how Army is going to give or is going to take what you give them. And they did that. And last year, I was very critical of Coach Staggs. And I want to say something now, and it's, it's something that I knew this team had the potential to do. And I knew this coaching team had the coaching staff, excuse me, had the potential to do. They made a halftime adjustment for the first time in a long time. App state last year was thrown to the guy in the slot over and over and over and over again. And they never made an adjustment to stop it right before halftime army marched down the field. They had the ball for like 10 minutes and mm-hmm. every single play on that drive was just fullback dive over and out four, five, six, three, four, five. Six. It was just over and over and over again, chugging up the yards. And they scored on that drive and it, it made, you know, the score at halftime a little bit closer. And they came out in the second half and Army couldn't run that play anymore. Army couldn't get the solid four, four and a half, five yards that they were before. Army had to rely on the big play had to rely on somebody falling asleep in the secondary, you know, and and them breaking something deep. And it's a testament to this coaching staff. And it's like, hey, listen, you've got these young guys. They haven't seen action. They're going to bite on play action. They're going to get sucked into Army running counter and trap and, and quarterback dive over and over again. 
you know, it's going to happen when the quarterback boots out, they think it's another option, and then he tosses it over their head. It's just, it's going to happen, right? And that's what happened in this game. But outside of the big plays, this defense really stepped it up. Now, nobody on the defense really had a standout game. It was more of a team game. What are your takeaways from this defense so far? You know, that was the side of the ball that had the most question marks. And for me, they answered a lot of questions. Where are you at with it? Yeah, like you said, they had to rely on the big play. That one drive right before the sec- right before the end of the first half was the only like patented army drive that they were able to pull out. They had, had a 70-yard touchdown, a 54-yard touchdown, a 73-yard touchdown again. Like all passes, well, the first one was a run. So in the first half, we got beat with the run pretty bad. They had two rushing touchdowns, and like you said, they really looked like they were coming into form. They had like an eight, nine-minute drive at the end of the first half. And then they adjusted. They took the fullbacks out of the game. The Like you said, no, nobody really had too much of a standout game. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, we knew Army wasn't going to make a lot of mistakes, that they were going to be dogs in the trenches, and that we weren't really going to be able to get to them. They don't pass much, so it's not like we can really pick up any sacks. We only had one sack. We picked up Jamar Brown. But, no, it was a great game, and they really stepped up in the second half. They tightened up. They gave up two huge passing plays, but, I mean, that's what's going to happen when you fully commit to the run, and that's what they did. And Army's not good enough at pass. Like, if they decide to switch to full pass, they just they were going to fall off. And then we made them pass. They had to. And Tavon, Tavon Jackson, who I didn't even know who he was before the game, ends up getting an interception and pretty much seals the game Army's done after that. So I'm really proud of the defense. And everybody – there are like 20, 22 guys with tackles in this game, so it was great to see. Yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, Josiah Stewart had a pretty good game. You know, he had six total tackles. Shane yeah. had six total as well. And Manny Stokes Jr. also had six total tackles as well. So, but, I mean, some games you're, you're not going to see some – some of these games we're going to see a team effort from the team. You know, it's not going to be one player that's going to be – you know, Josiah Stewart – can't do it all by himself. It's going to take a team effort. Um, and to see, you know, multiple players with six, five, four, three uh, total tackles, I mean, that's pretty good to see. I mean, can't really ask much more out of the defense, especially playing the offense that we knew that was going to come into Brook Stadium that Army was going to bring. It's kind of good to see them actually, you know, come together and get these tackles. I'm glad that there wasn't really any broken tackles because that was actually one thing I was worried about. I was afraid that they were going to, you know, one or two broken tackles later, and then your Army would have had a 25-30 reception or a rush. But, you know, to see these stats, I'm actually happy to see it. You know, we just got to wait and see what happens later on in the season. But I think that this is going to be really big for the defense going because now we get to see what they're going to really do with the run. The rush looks rush defense looks really good. Pass defense, you know, outside of a couple of those big plays on play action, the pass defense wasn't that bad at all. So this defense actually get, got me feeling like we could be pretty good and one of the best defenses at the Sun Belt. I mean, to only give up 28 points, I think that's one of the lowest in the Sun Belt so, from this past week. So I think that this defense has, has one of the – makings of being a pretty good defense only if they can stay disciplined and they can play together yeah you know I prefer this team to be a team defense you know I prefer to be everybody around because I love I love 
like a whole team coming together because you never know who's going to pop off. You never know who's going to be that guy to come in. You, and again, you got to look after everybody. It's not just one guy. For the defense, I'll say this. Rushing defense, I'll say it was great. And the reason why I'm going to say that was great is because they did have that 170-yard run. They did. But after that, they really did shut them down. Now, here's the thing, okay? I, I know, like, you know, the, after that 70-yard run, the rushing wasn't that great for Army. But let me tell you something. They got two guys on, on that team, uh, Buchanan and uh, and I believe uh, Tyson Riley or Tyson Riley. Those two are 6'2", six, 6'5", six and 260 pounds. I don't care what any of y'all say. It doesn't matter who's tackling them. As soon as they step into that locker room, I guarantee you that entire defense was going into that ice bath. Because let me be honest with you, that right there – after that game, you feel that. Like, you feel that for sure. Like, can you imagine for the entire game tackling a dude who is 260 pounds? Like, I'm sorry, but, like, I know I know deep down that definitely had to hurt. But you know what? The reason why I didn't say that is because Coastal did show toughness. You know, they didn't shy away from it. You know, they knew that these guys were going to be hard to hit. They knew these guys were going to be tough. They knew that they were going to feel that. They probably were going to feel those hits after. But you know what? They 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 showed toughness. They did their job. They went in there. They tackled them, and they stuffed that run. And that's what I respect about it. As far as like the passing defense, um, you could be like a little concerned for like the fifty-four yard touchdown and the seventy-yard touchdown. But honestly, I'm not too concerned because when you take a team who is like run heavy as they are, you're gonna get surprised a little bit. You know, you're gonna get you're gonna get surprised. They're gonna throw a pass on you, and you're gonna fall for it. If you keep thinking they're running, you're gonna keep doing what you got to do to stop the run. So I believe that's probably why they let go of those passes. But overall, overall, I mean, those are just adjustments that they gotta that they gotta tweak out. You know, they're obviously gonna go up against different different types of teams with different types of skill sets. Teams that pass that probably uh, pass more heavy, other teams that run heavy. They're just gonna have to get adjusted to that. But I do think this defense really did show a lot of bright sides, some things that they can work on. But I overall, I, I do feel optimistic about the defense. Yeah, the defense was good. And like I said in my, my first bit, it, it was surprisingly good. It was what you expected of a young team that's learning how to play football with each other. A lot of transfer guys. I mean, Adrian Hope made a lot of plays. The, the Furman transfer, you know, returning guys that we knew were going to make plays like Josiah Stewart stood out. But as a team, they were good. Another unit I wanted to highlight, and it's a unit that we've fought with on this podcast a lot. It's the offensive line. Andre Carter is the returning – he's number two in the country behind Will Anderson, who, if he left last year, would have been the number one overall pick. But he was too young. And this guy is number two behind him in returning second. Again, like we've said a million times, you know, Josiah Stewart is third, but Andre Carter did nothing in this game. Nothing. He had half a tackle for loss and three tackles. That's it. Antoine Loper was awesome. Antoine Loper locked him up. Whoever else was on him locked him up. But that offensive line finally looks like a unit that can actually help this team. You know, they're not the Mighty Mites anymore. And as much as the Mighty Mites were near and dear to our hearts, they are what they are. You now see the benefit of having offensive line-sized people play offensive line. And they're really doing well. And it's surprising, and, and this unit deserves a shout-out. Yeah, yeah, Grayson McCall, zero times. He didn't get hurried a single time, and he didn't get sacked a single time. That's not to say he didn't get hit, because I remember there was one play he ended up 
he's one where he holds it as long as he can, and then he dishes it to Jarrett Brown. And that's one of our bread and butter plays. He's going to get hurt on that just the way we play. He's going to get hit. But no quarterback hurries. And he was able to sit back there early. He went like 0 for 3 to start the game. But then, I mean, he looked good. And it, he had all the time in the world. And he didn't even have to do a ton. And they didn't have to unleash any crazy plays because every time he dropped back for a real pass, he had time. And we were able to drive it. Reese White loves those guys. 6.3 yards of carry. But, you no, know, the offensive line was huge this game. And if they can block Army, we've got real dogs in the trenches. They're not going to see real – I mean, that's pretty much – other than, like, App State, we saw that this weekend. They've got a real good test on what they need to work on heading forward into Sunbelt play. So, like you said, that was great to see. Well, um, I we all talked about it. This is one thing – that was pivotal for us going into this season. We wanted to know how the offensive line was going to, you know, play. And we had a lot of question marks. We didn't know how it was going to play. And, you know, these guys took that to heart. You know, they, they took it into the, into the summer and they worked and they, they grinded their butts off. And we definitely saw a great offensive line play. I mean, they dictated the pace of the, of the game. You know, they made holes for Reese White and CJ Beasley and, um, you know, Grayson didn't get injured, didn't get hurt, didn't – Jersey was clean. Like, he had just yeah, played clean. So, I mean, you couldn't ask better offensive line play um, from this unit. You know, every, the offensive line definitely deserves um, all the credit for this game. You know, Reese White getting those three touchdowns was he, was big for him. You know, Bill Durkin, you got it right. <laughs> you got it right this year. And, you know, to see to see this happen, you know, we, we wanted the offensive line play to get, get better – now we're seeing it. I'm eager to see how they're going to play the rest of the season, especially against Old Dominion coming off that huge win over uh, against Virginia Tech. I want to see how they do against App State and Virginia, ACC school. So, you know, as far as as far as my eyes can tell, the offensive line, they continue to play like this. We're going to have a pretty good offense going the rest of the season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, the, the real story here and the good news is they passed the first test. There's still more tests to come. You know, you still got to get through App State. You still got to get through uh, Virginia. You still got to get through Marshall and all these other teams as well. Um, so we're going to see how they do with those games. But the first game, they did look really well. You know, I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to hype it up because we've done this before. There's been game, the, the first three games, we hyped them up or whatever, the four games. And then we start seeing like we start seeing struggles personally. The one game that I think will really test the old line, which it did last year, was Buffalo. I think when that Buffalo go, Buffalo game comes, I think that's really going to test them because Buffalo was always a tough defense. You know, in that Buffalo game, they really gave Grayson McCall some trouble. They really pressured him a lot, and the offensive line just couldn't hold on. So I'm, I really want to see how this offensive line does against Buffalo. But overall, I mean, for the first test, you know, Bill Durkin, he did a great job, and I think that offensive line, they are looking pretty good. If they can keep it up, like Jordan said, we're going to have a great offense. You know, first game offensively, we're, we look really good. You know, there's still some stuff to tweak, but we look really good. So hopefully, you know, this team just continues to progress. And I can't wait. I'm excited to see the rest of this year. I'm excited to see how this offensive line does. All right, guys. Well, let's jump into it. We're going to give out game balls. Who? Everybody gets one player. Who's your game ball go to? Week one Army walked away with a win. Who's your player of the game? Who are you giving a game ball to? We'll start with you, Jordan. Got to give it to Reese White. Got to. This guy... You know, Braden Bennett didn't play. He was next man up. You know, he had a career. He had three 
rushing touchdown. He had three total touchdowns, actually. And then he had 133 rushing yards. You can't really ask much more out of a player, especially with everything that's been going on with the offense. Needed a spark, and he was the guy to uh, get a spark to. So I definitely got to give it out to Reese White. Hopefully he can continue to keep doing this uh, the rest of the season. Sky's the limit for this guy. I mean, we all know how talented he is seeing him play last year. So great game by you, Reese, if you're listening, and um, continue to do this the rest of the year. Yeah, and I'm going to go ahead. I'm glad you took Reese White because, obviously, he's like the number one game ball give it to. But I'm going to highlight a guy that we all were really – we weren't nervous about because we know what he could do. But 311 yards last year and one touchdown, and we're like kind of expecting him to fill in a Javion Highly role and be our number one outside receiver, and that's Sam Pickney the third, and a guy we've had on the pod, a guy we were really rooting for. But when last year he was dealing with a lot, and 300 yards and one touchdown is just not enough production at this level to be as good as we want to be. But he comes in here in a game where we didn't unleash Grayson at all. We didn't pass the ball very many times. Grayson only had 12 completions. Three catches, 70 yards, and a touchdown. And that touchdown he had with Grayson, it looked like they've been throwing the ball together a lot. And it looks like they've been playing for four years at Coastal, even though it's their first game together. They looked real good. And, man, shout out Sam Pickney for being able to come in and just kind of ease my worries that we didn't have a number one receiver anymore, what the kind of receiving hierarchy was going to look. But, man, shout out Sam Pickney the third, and we're rooting for you and it was just huge to see him coming in and produce against Army. Yeah, I mean, you know, we keep talking, like, obviously the offense is great. We talked about the offensive line. If we're talking about the offensive line, the person who really deserves the game ball is Bill Durkin for this game. Simple. I'm going to be honest. I'm giving it to a coach. I'm giving it to a coach. When, we take, when you take that offensive line, they had no hurries, not a single sack. Your, rush, your running back went for over 130 yards. No turnovers. It didn't even look like there was a worry. Bill Durkin's getting that game ball. He deserves it because without that offensive line performing the way they did and without him making those adjustments or whatever, then we don't, then you know what? It might be a different score. And especially to keep uh, Andre Carter, like, you know, neutralized. That was a big one too. I'm going to give it to Bill Durkin. Yeah. I mean, I can't argue with any of those three picks. I'm not the biggest Bill Durkin fan in the world, but I can't fight the the result. It was a good game. And, uh, yeah, he deserves some credit for finally starting the right offensive linemen and the most talented ones rather than the ones with the right last name. So shout out to you for actually, uh, you know, doing your job. But <laughs> Friend of the show, Bill Durkin. Yeah, friend of the show, uh-huh. My game ball is going to go to Grayson. Big number 10 deserves a shout out. This was a game where – he proved once again that game manager is such a negative tone. It, it has such a negative connotation to it. But Grayson McCall is the ultimate game manager. He's never going to lose you a football game. He's never going to commit those mistakes and those errors that's going to cost you a football game. And this was one where he couldn't afford to have those errors because Army would go for a 10-yard drive or a 10-minute drive, excuse me, after an interception and score and put the game out of reach. And he never did that. He never allowed it to happen. And, and you know, honorable mention, Evan Crenshaw, shout out the punter. Um, I finally can't start a punter for Coastal. Uh, we actually have a guy who can do it. 45-yard average, one inside the 20. Again, I hope we never see him again the rest of the season. I hope that's his final stat line. But knowing that that's on the bench, when fourth down rolls around, I'm not terrified we're going to get a four-yard punt shank and have to deal with that. So, Honorable mentioned out to Evan Crenshaw. 
Any last thoughts, guys? Well, I'm just – I'm excited for the season. Um, you know, we waited a long time to see this team get back on here um, on the field after their Cure Bowl win. So, it was just good to see everybody back on the football field doing their thing. Um, and sky's the limit for this team. I really feel like this is going to be a, a really good season for us. And, you know, potentially even a, a big bowl game, bigger bowl game than what we've been playing in. So I'm eager to see what we what we do the rest of the season. And, you know, Sean's up all the way. Sean's up. Yeah, I'm absolutely with you. And I'm glad, I will say, last final thoughts, I'm glad we looked good to start the season because so did the rest of the Sun Belt. You had Old Dominion beat Virginia Tech. North Carolina and App State was one of the craziest games I've ever seen. James Madison blew out Middle Tennessee State as only five-point favorites. Shit, even Southern Miss hung with Liberty and took them to four overtime. So I'm we better be ready because the Sun Belt is ready. The Sun Belt is here, and this could be one hell of a season for the conference. Exactly. And, um, again, I'm feeling very optimistic. The only thing I'm going to say is, and I'm going to keep saying this every single week, is stay humble. because stay humble. We, stay humble because we beat Army. That was a really good proven win. Next week, we go up against Gardner-Webb. And Gardner-Webb, you know, they're not Army, but at the same time, we got to treat them like they are. We got to treat every single game like it is the most important game or else we're going to fall into the same hill that we did last year. So I don't want that. But I do really like this first test. I really like what I saw. I like that there are things that we can definitely progress on. Um, there wasn't too many terrible negatives, in my opinion. So overall, I'm very optimistic. You know, like like Jordan said, shots up, and I'm ready for this season. Absolutely, shots up. But with that, I think we go ahead and we, uh, we wrap this up. For Josh, Mario, and Jordan, I'm Curtis signing off. Follow us on Twitter at The Shant Show, on Instagram at Shant Show. Give out your game ball. Let us know on uh, Instagram, on Twitter, who you would have given the game ball to. Uh, hit us up with those. So, you know, spread the podcast around. Let people know what you're listening to, what you enjoy, and, and we'd love to grow with you and, and continue to uh, improve this brand and, you know, develop our, ourselves and our podcast and become – the go-to spot for all things Chanticleer. So with that, Sean's up.